Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UI is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. Do you have the sense, the yearning, the desire to be more, more you? What are you waiting for? We want you to show up unapologetic for who you are, more confident in your thoughts and words. We've put together an experience that helps diminish fear, builds courage, shares wisdom with practical strategies to mentor you into more personal confidence. We're rolling it out first to our UI listeners. It's called Confidence Becomes You. It will take place via Zoom. It's interactive, not passive. Six sessions, 90 minutes each with me leading starting Thursday, April 6th and running for six weeks through May 11th. Room is limited as we want to foster intimacy. Email unabashedyou at gmail.com to secure your spot and to find out more like time, cost, etc. Keep going. You will be all right, is the advice my Lynn would give her 10-year-old self if she could. Having experienced trauma in her early years, my Lynn understands anxiety all too well. She has learned to give herself permission on the hard days and to accept the entire journey as part of who she is with no judgment. Normalizing this fear is now part of her message to others. Mylan's previous episode is She Likes to Motivate People to Try, episode 85. Welcome back to the show, Mylan. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, Rochelle. You're welcome. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm... I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Since you have answered what sort of what I'll call our classic get to know you questions, I've I have given my Lynn some a different set of questions so that um she can answer some different ones and we'll get to know her in a slightly different way. Share with us a favorite TV show. Now this could be from when you were a kid, it can be now, it, it just doesn't matter. I think one of the best TV shows I've seen so far is one on Netflix, and it's called Atypical. Oh, Atypical. I don't even think I've heard of that. Can you tell me what that what's that about? Yeah, it's about a teenage boy who has autism. Okay. And, um, what I love about the story is that it's not just about his life that's atypical, but also about like his mother and his father, how everybody has this thing they're struggling with and how everybody has this thing that they that makes them feel out of place. And I think that's so beautiful about this show because it's really real. It shows how everybody's just human. Right, right, right. Gosh, that's a, a really good point. And I think we often struggle with not feeling like we belong. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on the situation and the group. Oh, that's, I'm going to have to check that one out. That was atypical. Okay, that sounds good. 
Okay, I think this is just a fun question. Your biggest crush, and this could have been when you were from a kid or kind of a little secret crush now that won't be a secret anymore. I mean, whatever, you, however you however you want to answer it. I think um, the first thing I would try to answer is like a, a, a celebrity or of some sort. But I think for me, the cheesy answer is my partner. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yes. I feel like my crushes, it's very hard for me to have a crush on people I don't really know. I really right. have to connect with someone and have an interaction. Yeah. And, well, I just really love him to bits. So he's just <laughs> <laughs> my biggest crush. Oh, I think that is so sweet. I love that answer. And see, you know, here's the thing. Um, there, there are no wrong answers here at mm-hmm. all. It's just not, they're just, that's not how, how we are here. Oh, I love that answer. And I hope people love it too. What is the thing you are most afraid of? Um, well, as an, a, an anxiety coach and having a lot of anxiety experience, anxiety before, there would be a lot of things, but I think right now I've been through a lot of I've moved through a lot of fears and I think the biggest thing would still be I'm afraid to pass on the trauma that was um, I've experienced and I'm really afraid to pass it on to a next generation. I think that would be my biggest fear. Right. Okay. You know what? And and I don't know if this will be helpful to you, but I, I just don't really see you doing that because you have done so much work. You have really explored who you are you have um, learned a lot, not just about yourself, <clears throat> although that's obviously very important, but different strategies and different ways to cope and different ways to process. And I just don't see you doing that. So I'm not sure if you'll take that as a, a vote of confidence and a little bit of encouragement, but I I just don't see that. I don't see that happening. I really don't. Thank you. <laughs> so kind. Yeah, my my partner always says that too. So it's good to hear you say it too. I think it will always be some kind of fear, but you never know until you actually see yourself not doing it, obviously. Right. And I think you you will find that very, you know, very, very early on that, uh, that oh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. You're, you're 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 far too um knowing and you're far too intentional to let mm-hmm. that happen you know but of course as parents we we definitely mess up there's no doubt about that but that's that's just perfectly normal you know perfectly normal i gosh your answer see i'm so i knew inviting you back on was just a great 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 idea and a random fact most people don't know about you or wouldn't know about you I think one of, I'm not sure if it's a a fact, but a lot of people assume that life is always really easy for me, easygoing, and that somehow I always just manage to make everything better. But it takes a lot of work. And I have a lot of, I would call them down days or bad days. Uh And um, I wish people would kind of, be open to that truth a bit more that mm. I am strong or I look strong because I have a lot of breakdown days. That's mm-hmm. I think that's, that would 
that's what makes me strong to give myself those days that it's just not working out. Right. And then, so that's like permission and acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you give yeah. yourself permission, like, oh, oh, it's a bad day. That's okay. Cause I'm going to yeah. have some of those. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, the freedom to allow yourself to do, to have that and not fight it. Like, Oh no, I'm having a bad day. And that almost makes it worse. But as soon as you're like, yeah, this is just that. Okay. All right. Well, it's not a great day, but I'm going <laughs> to sit in it and I'm going to do the things I, that are good for me and be mm-hmm. good for myself and continue on. So, and I like that you were saying your, your breakdown days are the things that have, that make you strong. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the hard things, the painful things in life are really the the character building things, but we would never sign up for any of them. (laughs) No, I think sometimes I'm not, sometimes we can um, misunderstand it as something that you have to have a bad day to feel strong, but ultimately life, you will have bad days. That's just a given, not because you have to be negative or whatever, but it, Something's happening. You're not going to like it. And I think I learned to appreciate a lot of myself in those moments because whenever something is not working out, I remember those days where I was like completely broken down and I moved through those days and I appreciate myself so much for being able to do that. So if I have small setbacks, it doesn't feel as important anymore when I think of myself on those bad days, broken down and still being here today. Right. Yeah, you've come a long way. I remember that from our our, our last conversation on the show is that you have really committed to working through things and coming out the other side. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people stay stuck. And but you you definitely chose not to do that. You 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 know, you're like, Mm-mm, no, that's not for me. What advice, Madeline, would you give your 10 year old self? Isn't that interesting to look back and say, Oh, what would you tell that young that girl? Um, I think it would be to just keep going. Okay. Because I think as a young girl, I was always trying to figure out the better way. And I was also always kind of a perfectionist trying to find the right way. And it kind of kept me from moving forward sometimes because I was afraid to take the wrong path. And my advice would be to just keep going and every it, it will be all right. Just keep going and you will find the right things and find the right way. Mm-hmm. And doesn't that feel really loving? You know, you know, we almost wish we could go back and tell her that. But just knowing that you uh, that you have that advice for her, you know, I, I hope that it it kind of trickles down um, into you know future generations or nieces or young girls that we have in our life or you know what have you that that yeah keep going it will be all right yeah that's mm-hmm. really good okay it's time for our 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 deep dive and that is um something that you're feeling passionate about i know that you know on social media you are sharing um is it the Asian Anxiety Coach? Is that the handle mm-hmm. for Asian Instagram? Anxiety Asian Anxiety Coach. And tell us about that. Uh, 
why is that your passion? What 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 are you hoping to speak to into that space? I when I started the Asian Anxiety Coach, the thing I had in mind is what I was missing so much on my own journey in my own journey and what made it so tough to figure everything out. And um when you come from a past with a lot of trauma, it's very difficult to figure out this new, let's call it healthy path you want to take. And you don't know what's right and you don't know what's wrong. And you're constantly struggling and um, trying to listen to other people's advice and following that and figuring out if it's yours or theirs Uh. is really difficult because people really tend to... um, project their own problems and their own solutions mm. onto you. Mm-hmm. And with the Asian Anxiety Co- Coach, I'm I really want to create a space for people to figure out what is it that I want and what is it that makes me me. And that's also the anxiety. Um, although it's not a pleasant experience, anxiety is also showing you who you are what made you you why are you so afraid of this what happened to you that made you so um sensitive to some things that happen in your life um and i think what i experienced a lot trying to share my stories with other people i um learned that a lot of people are unable to listen without judgment and always trying to already give you an advice the way they would do it Uh, and with the anxiety coach I want to help people to listen and feel heard um, and find their own path Mm -hmm. So you are um, coming alongside people and helping them listen to themselves. So, so mm-hmm. processing um, any past traumas or processing uh, the fear, the, the thing that kind of keeps them stuck in where they are and, and helping them uh, feel good enough within themselves to create their own path forward. Yeah. To normalize that anxiety because I think there's a misconception that anxiety is just extreme fear. Whereas I've learned that anxiety is actually an inner battle we constantly have inside. So there are two sides always. For example, if you're, um, we say fear of abandonment, we're always focused on you're not being abandoned, people love you, and all those kind of things. But the truth with that, anxiety of abandonment is that inside of you you have um, a fight that on the one side you actually want people to abandon you because then you feel um, you have to be less afraid of abandonment if there are no people around you do you understand oh my gosh yes yes. yeah because if you don't have anyone around you you don't have to be afraid of abandonment because you're alone all the time But at the same time, you don't want people to abandon you because no one wants to be abandoned. So you have that fight inside of you that the the, the, um, two parts of you that are trying to find one way 
And I think I want to normalize that, that it's normal to have those two parts inside of you that fight. And that's why you're, you feel anxiety because you're not sure which, which side to choose. Wow. 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 Um, that I, you know, I'm not sure I've ever fully looked at it that way. That is really like a whole other sort of layer or depth of the whole anxiety. Um, it's a reality. I mean, I too uh, have struggled, struggled with anxiety in past years. I, I look back at my 10 year old self and even younger and, and, and can really see, uh, that, that, really, you know, at different times in my life being very predominant. I'm not, yeah, like I said, I'm not sure I looked at it that way, but I, I, I really um, am grateful for the way you want to normalize it and to make it, this is, you know, this is typically how this shows up and it's okay that you've got the two different parts and that they are at odds with one another how what do you see as a good way forward so acceptance would be one i'm imagining in terms of normalizing that there are you know the two parts that fight so how how do you what's some good advice for um moving forward kind of once you've like oh yeah well that's normal of course i'm going to feel those things what what do you advise heading after that I always, because I teach a lot about nervous system dysregulation too, and um, when our nervous system is dysregulated, our it our body feels a lot of anxiety, and in those moments, I always teach to just normalize and understand what is happening, um, and not to make any decisions in that state of high anxiety because we're not really able to see things clear um so the next step is always to slow down and take a step back um and when you're in situations where that's not allowed then you know that it's not the right place for you because you always need to have space to slow down and pause and when you're back into that regulated state where you can see things more clearly, you're more able to support yourself and ask yourself, okay, what is it that I want right now? And I usually, I often compare that with um, physical fear because we, our body doesn't make a difference or doesn't see the difference between physical fears, so actual fears or emotional fears. So if you are afraid like terrified of dogs i'm terrified of dogs and there are is a like a group of dogs in front of you um you won't be able to make a normal decision because the only thing you will want right at that moment is get out and never see those dogs again but when you're when it's slowed down and you can do things at your own pace you can for example choose to maybe pick the nicest dog there or the sweetest dog and <laughs> yeah. sit next to it first you know and slowly build to feel okay with dogs again and that's the same with emotional fears we need to mm -hmm. be able to take it at the slowest pace that we 
can process. Okay, so I hear you saying that there's your body does not know the difference between a physical fear and did you say an actual fear or like an emotional fear? What what's what are the two different kinds? Physical, like you're in danger, uh, somebody's coming at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that I'm saying is a, that's a physical fear, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then are you you uh, did you say an emotional fear? You said an actual fear. Help me yeah, understand. Just, like the fears in your head, like oh, okay, got it. You or yeah, okay, got it. Right, your body doesn't know that. That's that's yeah, yeah. That is very a very good distinction. That's a very important point that your body does not know the difference between those two things, and that actually makes sense. And then being sure to go at your own pace to kind of, in a sense, you're starting to desensitize a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And until you can build on a little bit more success and and keep moving forward. And, you know, I'm not sure how you feel about this, but I mean, there there are certain things that I don't want to get good at. Do you know what I mean? Certain, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, to me, that's okay too. I don't have mm-hmm. to face every fear I have. It's, I, I kind of liken it to, am I a little bit excited about the thought of overcoming that fear? And then I also have the fear or is it strictly fear? <laughs> I don't, you know, like swimming with sharks. I don't have to overcome that fear. I don't want to swim with the sharks. There's no part of me that finds it at all exciting to swim a shark. So to me, I put that one aside as that's not one I have to overcome. But over here, like like uh, giving a talk or something like that, like, oh, I am kind of scared. I am a little nervous, but I'm also very excited at the thrill of facing that challenge and kind of doing it anyway. Or I like to say do it scared. You know, because mm-hmm. that's just those things can go together, but but it's at least mixed with the shark thing. There's, there's no there's no mixing there. So is that kind of how you see it with the, the things that someone chooses to overcome? Yeah, definitely. I I think I posted this uh, about this a year ago, and I said you don't have. It's not necessary to overcome every fear. But what you want is to focus on the fears that are somehow blocking your life at that moment, the things that you want to do but can't do because of that fear. And a great example is a long time ago, someone told me she was bullied uh, when she was younger. And she said to me, like, well, sometimes when I go shopping or, or anything, I still uh, when I meet those bullies, I feel um, stressed out and I feel fear. Should I be doing something about that? And I said to her, the only thing, the only reason you would do something about that is, for example, if they went into a store that you want to go into too, and you see them in that store and you're going to walk around for 10 blocks and wait two hours for nothing, just for them to leave the store and for you to be able to go into that store, then it's a problem because it's going to block your life. Why would you need to waste your time and your energy just for them to leave the store? But if that's not the case, if you just feel fear, 
it's okay because those people bullied you and they never apologized. So you should feel some kind of discomfort seeing them. Your body shouldn't be like, oh, these people are okay. They are not okay because they did something to you and never apologized for it. You don't have to work on those fears. Right. Wow, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Gosh, I like that. I like that. Tell me how you how you learn, how you've learned all this. I mean, you know, you've what kind of resources do you tend to pull from? I guess are you reading books? Are you listening to other people? It's probably a combination, but I'm just curious. I think it's a lot of conscious living and self awareness. Um, and I know. Um, a therapist once said to me, she said, I have kind of a skill to look at myself from a different point of view. Um, she calls that a made of view. So mm-hmm. I can look at myself without being myself, if that makes sense mm-hmm, to you, mm-hmm. without being in that situation. I think that has helped me a lot because everything I experience, I can look at it from uh a perspective like I'm out of outside of that situation and then I can evaluate it when I'm not stressed out anymore I can evaluate well what happened there and why did I respond that way and how did that affect someone else and mm-hmm. how would I like to change that situation right so it's a lot of conscious living wow so a lot of this you have you've experienced and then you sit back you look at it from kind of a a panned out sort of a view mm-hmm. and then you start um thinking about it analyzing it and then you're drawing conclusions and 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 sort of weighing them out about uh like well this worked that didn't and you're so you're you're drawing conclusions yeah, I think I, I'm asking myself what happened there and I'm being open about things being coming from a place of trauma instead of always being right. Um, and um, I think it helps me communicate better with other people or especially my partner, what is happening inside of me, helping him understand me better. And it just brings you closer and it heals a lot of wounds if you are just able to share um, what is happening inside of you. You don't even right. have to fix things. Right, right. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't always fix, but yes. So you consider some of that is healing, even though it may not necessarily fix it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Gosh, that's really good. I think you should write a book, Mylin. <laughs> I've heard it a lot and I've tried writing a book um, but somehow it's really hard for me to um, bring this into a story but I would love to write a book one day and publish it definitely okay so one question why does it have to be a story why can't each chapter be one of these nuggets that you've really learn from firsthand and maybe you even some story within that particular nugget. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of throwing it out there. 
I'm kind of actually getting goosebumps now because oh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember Franca from our um, yes business coaching we did. She told me exactly the same thing oh, for me to write gosh. short stories, and she even sent me an example of a book that's some um, a very famous author wrote, and he wrote oh. all these small stories. And she said you should do that. Well, yeah, I I absolutely agree with her. I see like maybe some of your own story kind of either at the beginning and then maybe also at the end, but or woven throughout this nugget because you, as I follow you on Instagram and I see the things you're posting, it's always, now insert here the little emoji with the brain exploding. <laughs> so you've got all these nuggets and I I do believe you have a unique way of looking at things. I do. Oh, thank you. I just do, and I'm, and I I feel strongly about that too because no. And this goes back to a huge premise of the show, which is do the thing that only you can do. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. we need everybody to do the thing that only they can do. It mm-hmm. it it just is so important. So some of that is your passion finding your purpose and putting it out there. And then of course, showing up unapologetically in your own life. My goodness. We all need to do that too. I I really like this book idea for you. <laughs> if, when I have it, I'm not going to say if, when I had, I will send it to you. Yes, please. Yes. Because I mean, I think it's I think it's very telling that more than one person has said it. And what's the most telling to me is that you've got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> that that right there seals the deal for sure. Yes, I would love to. And I have looked at a couple uh there's a couple other people that have sent me like drafts and said, Hey, will you look at this? Tell me what you think. So I'd be so honored. And tickled to be able to do that. Yes, please, okay. please do that. Is there anything else that you want to add that you feel like we didn't get the chance to talk about? Mm-hmm. I think if anyone listening to this is struggling with anxiety or whatsoever, that there is always someone who's able to help you the way you need it. That's one thing I would the message I would like to spread. There's always someone who can help you the way you need it. So if it, there is, you don't have those people right now, go look somewhere else because those people are out there. Don't do it alone. Right. And it is true when you struggle with anxiety, you, when you are first struggling, you feel like this is unique to you and nobody else has ever felt this. And you feel completely like, what is wrong with me? What is this? I mean, it's, there's a lot of natural shame, I think, in a way that that mm-hmm. goes with it because you 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 do feel terribly, terribly alone until you finally get the uh, courage to share it with somebody, and then the next thing you know, oh, you're kidding! This is a thing that other people feel too, and then mm-hmm. you feel so relieved. Oh, I mean, not that you're glad anybody else feels it, but just that feeling of not being alone. Yeah, I'm being understood. I think not everybody can is capable of supporting in a suitable way, but there are people out there who do understand what you're going through and who know how to move forward from where the point that you are. 
Oh so. my gosh. Clap, clap, clap. My land, fantastic. This has just been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming back on. I can't wait to get my draft of the book. And <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, because that's, you know, I'm just, I'm being playful. If you write mm-hmm. it, great, wonderful. And this has been a lot of good food for thought. I feel I feel very, you know, full and expanded and deeply inspired. I admire you greatly. And I thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you so much for having me again, Rochelle. The biggest takeaway, my Lynn wants us all to know there's always someone to help you the way you need it. If you can't find it, you need to look somewhere else. Many fears are worth facing and getting a handle on, so keep doing the work. It's important because you are important. Don't you want more? And let's hope my Lynn writes her book. She has depth and value to share with a unique and personal perspective. I'll be first in line to purchase it. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now let's close in prayer. God, I am so grateful that you never give up on me. Even when I don't feel near you, you are never far from me. You actively pursue me and you never fail me. Thank you. It's in your presence that I find joy. And so today I choose to draw closer to you. In Jesus name, amen. That's from you version. Go out today. Be more you without apology.